ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, children of all ages, as you can see, I have the youngest intern in the business. Everyone say hello to Anna Mae. That's her nickname. And she is ready to go get her bag. So you will hear her in the background. But it was just my cheap pop for the night. That's my grandbaby. Ego Venison. She made her first on camera appearance, but we are two of your Saturday night WrestleManiacs. That's the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, up, down, side, whichever way he is. I'm the big guy, KG. So we are here for your listening pleasure. We about to do it to you in your ear hole tonight. I can't follow that one. <laughs> really? You was good with the baby, and then, uh, yeah, you kind of went way, way, way to the left. Well, I gave him a little P-Funk, man. I gave him a little P-Funk. Yeah, but somebody may actually, that may be their fetish, and they're like, oh, snap. You know, you got got to watch out. You know, the world's sensitive these days. You know, you can't have two worlds collide like SmackDown and Raw and have Mm. the menacing eyes of Big Vince looking at you. You know, his raw and his SmackDown side without, uh, you know, offending some peoples. Well, let, let's not talk about this world being sensitive because I I, I got stories for days or just this week alone. <laughs> I mean, all the reverse races and some other things. So, oh snap! Yeah, we're not gonna get too deep into that. But that nah, I'll tell you about that later. Crucial. Well, you know. So, yeah, yeah, of, of course, yeah. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, because everybody is pretty much on borrowed soil here in the U.S. anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, we're, we're missing uh, the Nubian sumo. Get out. And <laughs> we got a jumper. Yeah, for real. Like, Frog splash right in the middle. Just Heck, yeah, let you, it out. That, that is uh, the one that com- keeps coming back for... Uh, for more, mm. which is fine. It's got to mean chop too. Well, he can't, he can't take it yet, but he can give but one. But he got one. You know. That good. I gotta work That's on taking. Raise him reason. right. Because one of the you know DSS coming in here like, why are you beating your kid? I'm like, I'm not. It's a chop. Like, let me show you this Rick Fred video real quick. Let's go ahead and <laughs> put that DVD in. Show you something. You ain't going to Peacock. Anybody top for that? Take you long to find it. <laughs> As you can see, the Nubian Sumo is on special assignment tonight. So, yeah, he decided just, he wanted to uh, uh, assign himself a new internet provider. So we sent I him down to the trenches to find out some uh, some information about that, so that way uh, we can potentially go live and in living color and full interaction on Streamyard. So, uh, and Sumo's out there putting that work in, trying to discover everything. So, if we're going to use cheap pops for babies, you at least need to get some likes on your cell phones, your tablets, your computers, um, you know, your, your Macintosh, whatever you got. You got to make sure that we uh, have the capability of coming to you. You know what we need to do? I just had an idea. What's that? We need to have uh, Sideline Junkies Plus. <laughs> I mean, hell, everybody else has a plus. So, you know, we have a sideline junkies plus and then uh charge people, you know, a dollar ninety nine, but refund them two dollars. So basically everybody be making a penny just to uh watch us every week. And I don't think anybody'd be mad about that. Now if we release the plus plus, that's when, you know, a sideline junkies after dark. They don't want that conversation. They can't handle that. Keep your clothes on. That's that's when the wives will have to get on. <laughs> Look, we get in enough trouble by ourselves. We don't need the wives on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked about some uh, some controversy, or you know, started uh, making our way into some controversial conversations, and that is apropos to this week. As I like to call Trashgate. And uh, it was very interesting. I wouldn't say it was really squashed per se, 
But uh, for those that are not in the know, they'll have their ears to uh, the grindstone on um, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitters and all that stuff. Um, we talked about last week, there were some cuts. And one of the folks that uh, was cut the day after WrestleMania, after doing two days of the pre-show, um, that is still in great physical condition to wrestle and would be a great still liaison as you you know start to travel again especially uh in that uh country music segment uh being mickey james she was let go and obviously uh for those that don't know uh all those lovely trucks that travel around carry stuff and some of the stuff it carries are uh items specific to the superstars so the title belts uh for the most part unless there's some interviewing and stuff like that, they get put, the official ones get put in uh, the rolling um, uh, uh, chest, for lack of a better term, and they're all stored in there. Uh, you may have whatever props, like the Fiend's mask or, you know, things like that. So that way it will always be where it needs to be at show day and we don't have any traveling snafus. Mickey James had some stuff. I don't know where it was, uh, but then, you know, since uh, she was sent uh, out to uh, enjoy her future endeavors, she got her care package of what was left over in Florida, sent to her house at her front door. She opens the box, and in the box is a nice sticker. It's good tape, really good tape, really good scotch tape uh, with her name on it, but her stuff was in a trash bag in a box and we're talking about the future hall of famer uh one of the founding members of the women's evolution the women's revolution uh multiple time women's champion we're talking about country music star uh and she's also does some you know cross uh genre stuff as well music wise uh she's been a commentator Never, to the best of my knowledge, ever said anything bad about the WWE and has always been just, you know, a great stand-up gal when it came down to, you know, uplifting women and, and helping uh, the the new crop of talent coming down, be it an NXT or whatever. So to get her stuff in the trash, well, in a trash bag with her name on it, yeah, that's not cool. And she posted that. Um, saying, hey, thanks, WWE. I don't know if this is uh, symbolic of, you know, my career representation, but thanks. And the fans went nuts. <laughs> nuts to the point to where Triple H and Stephanie McMahon had to respond on social media. This is a rare occurrence for them to have to respond about anything internal when it comes down to hiring and firing. So all their tweets were, uh, and uh, uh, Instagram post was, we greatly apologize. Uh, this is not indicative of how we treat our talent and the person responsible has been let go. But my question to you is retrospective wise, I was more disappointed in the fact that that's just the general message that Stephanie put out. You know, also she, you know, said, I apologize, Mickey, and blah, 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 in response to Mickey James's tweet. Uh, but yeah, the person, you got three daughters. Now, granted, I understand they will never have that potential to happen because, yeah, they are in the family. So they rich, biatch. But <laughs> would you really want that to be happening to your, your daughters after, you know, doing so much? for the company that your daughters will be running one day to just see that that's how you treat the, you know, some of the, the representation of, you know, their gender. To be quite honest with you, um, I was appalled by it because, I, but I've I seen fans attack Mickey James, but she's not a legend, she's not that good. And a lot of people jumped in and defended her. And they, hey, when Trish and Lita left, she held down the women's division. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you're goddamn right. But then somebody said the reason why she was let go because she was too old. Now, Mickey James is 41. Edge is 47. Bobby Lashley's 44. So, Mickey James, but Mickey James is 41 and still hot. Ooh, We're not talking about that. We talked about her. But, but wait, wait, wait. It, I, I got to bring her back. God. There is no way. Talk about an MCW alum. <laughs> there is no way in four hills she should have been let go. But then to be treated that way, it, it, but you gave a generic response and you, you, you know, you threw somebody under the bus. And I don't even know if this guy actually worked for WWE. They put the picture out on. And I'm like, uh, okay, I hear what you're saying. I hear he's been fired. That's great and all. But I heard this has been going on for some time. It's been going on for years. So why does it take now for him to be fired? You shouldn't be you shouldn't be sending nobody's stuff to their house and trash bags. What is this, a bad breakup? Yeah. Because to me, that's a oxymoron. You're going to take the time to put it in the box. Take the box. Why don't you put it in the box? I know y'all got some packing material or some bubble wrap or some, you know, air puff balls or something. Or even if you just didn't, if it's just closed and you didn't even fill the rest of the box. But just put it in the box. Rubber banded, something, and there you go. But, you know, to, we just take it out. The the uh the shipping container or the traveling container, dump it in the bag. Here you go. Oh, that's Mickey's. Slap her name on it. Throw in the box. Let it go. Just that was the problem is that was a conscious decision. It wasn't. Oh, I told Paul, you know, to not Levesque, but you know, just Paul in general. That's the name I came up with to just go ahead and, and you know mail her her stuff. Paul had to know that it was in a trash bag. That he was putting it in a box. He was writing her name on the box um, with a WWE return label or some return address. So all that prep work, as we all know how to ship a package, uh, had to be done before it got to her. That ain't right. And uh, like you said, um, uh, several people like uh, Gail Kim said they still do that. Or they, they, it's like they never stop, apparently. <laughs> so, you know, not only do you get let go out of nowhere, which to their side of things, they are um, independent contractors. So that could happen. It's in the contract. But it's kind of interesting that you're an independent contractor that could be let go. So I can just let you go at any time. But you can't do anything for 90 days. So should you pay me for the 90 days? Exactly. Because if you're going to hold my revenue stream, then I should also be compensated at a de- de- depreciated rate for the time that I'm not working. Because I still got, you know, miles of feet and stuff, but that, that's a whole other thing. But you're going to let me go. Can't do anything in the sports entertainment world. Thankfully, Mickey has other avenues. Um, and then you just go and send my stuff in a box that contains a trash bag. And the nicest part of that whole thing is the quality of the duct tape. And maybe the marker, because, you know, they did write her name really nice. Um, and it looked like it was one of those fine tip Sharpies. Yeah, so, I mean. You, you know, know, those are expensive. There was care in that part. But uh, nobody would want to get their stuff in a trash bag. They ship WWE.com stuff better than that. Like a keychain is going to get shipped to somebody's house that they paid for better than that. But that that is what it is. So, you know, processes need to be changed. And that's the, the good side of social media is that it can expose, as we've seen with, you know, general, you know, social life stuff. Uh, that it can expose things that normally would have just been treated as, well, that's just what they do. You know, be it um, with, um, you know, the speak out movements and the Me Too's and all that stuff. That's just, oh, that's just something that happens. The casting couches, that's just something that happens. To now, it's being brought out there as that is not acceptable. And this is also not acceptable to dehumanize somebody 
and their worth uh, by saying all you're good for is hopefully a recycled cardboard box um, or recycled, previously recycled cardboard box, let me put it that way, a hefty bag, a piece of duct tape, and a Sharpie message with your name on it. But in light of that, I figured we'd take a moment to, I guess, bring a little bit of levity. And by levity, I mean it's funny now. <laughs> but back then, it may not have been as funny. And just uh, take a trip down memory lane and talk about, uh, you know, time, a time or times that we may have been unceremoniously kicked to the curb by some dumb business that uh, thought that they could do better without us, and hopefully they regret that. So, KG, I know you have, you were saying, chopping at the bit to chime in on this, so tell me about a time. Hard times. Tell me about the hard times. If, if I tell you about the hard times, you don't know about hard times. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Shout out, Dusty. I, 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 got, I got several, because this is back 2006 I was working for a company um very good at my job uh I uh wanted a promotion that I felt that I deserved and I was told that I was too young at the time because I was 24 I was told I was too young and nobody would respect me in that position I said okay so I went and got me another job making more money. They started bringing people into this job. It was in the furniture business. They started bringing people into this job, the furniture business, making more money than me, doing less work. You know, I was like, I, I, I'm not eating. So I was like, all right, I'll work this job. And I agreed with the with the warehouse manager. I said, how about I work here on the weekends and I do my other job during the week? He said, okay, fine. First weekend I'm due back, I walk in and everybody like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, I work here. What are you talking about? Then, you know, I'm setting up everything and I'm opening the doors and I'm ready to start talking to customers and getting them in and getting them out. They tell me, call your supervisor. And my supervisor at that time was a, a family member. And at that present point in life, my phone number, my house phone number had been the same for 14 years. So apparently they had decided after I left that either I was going to work there every weekend or I couldn't work at all. So I said, basically, y'all fired me on my day off, told everybody in the warehouse that I was fired, but never told me. Wow, okay. I was like, bet, I'm going home, going back to bed. So I was pretty much fired on my day off. Great. And as a, as a, a straight F you, uh, I worked in the pickup area. And I supervisor wasn't there now i talked to my supervisor who was a family member and we we talked about it over the years and he told me he was home in the bed and they called him and told him that was the decision right before i called him i said damn you didn't know he said man don't you think i would have told you i said i don't know but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i said okay as a f you before i left i hid the keys to the locks so they couldn't lock the doors I unplugged the printer, the computer, and I, I logged out of the computer first. Nobody else had to log in to get in to process the ticket. So I unplugged, I logged out of that, then I unplugged everything. And then I uh, went and I closed the gate and then I left. So they were wondering why no customers are coming, why is no power working? I unplugged everything. I unplugged the serve tech, took everything out of the serve tech, said, you want to play me? I'm fine, let's go. And, and I left. Now, my second story, uh, this was 2014. I was working for a pest control company. And, but to the furniture company, they, they wound up filing for bankruptcy and selling to a bigger furniture company maybe about a year later. So they went downhill fast after I left. And I, I felt vindicated after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was great. It was great. Um, my second story. I was doing pest control. This is 2014. Uh, earlier that year, I had I was late rushing to get to Dulles Airport because um, I had a job out there to do. Where I, I scrubbed their drains 
once a month. It wasn't nothing. Put a little foam in there, let it foam up and run some water down there. You know, play the gunk out. Easy, easy money, easy money. But I was late. Youngest son was sick the night before, so I was up all night. I overslept. I'm falling down the highway. I get on the Dulles toll road, and I know it's no lights. Straight shot. I'm getting it. And I'm in a rental. I'm not in, the, in, in a pest control van. I'm in a rental car. I'm in mm. a Nissan Juke. And I'm hitting that thing. I mean, I got that thing wide open. I come over the hill, and the hill turned like this, and I see the police, so I slowed down. He had already clocked me. He pulled me over. He said, you know how fast she was going? No, sir. How fast was I going? <laughs> he said, I'm going to let you guess. I said, man, I think I was doing about 72. He said, no, try again. Oh, I said, well, 77? He said, no. He said, I'm just going to tell you, you were doing 98 and a 55. Whew. He said, but you were impressive. You broke it down from 98 to 71 quickly. He said, I had already got you, but you broke it down quickly. And I said, oh. So he writes me a ticket. It has I had to appear in court. Um, so October 2014, I appeared in court and I wound up getting locked up. So and the thing really? is, this is crazy. Was yes. the ticket? Nope. Because uh out of state driver, they count they cause in Virginia, they call that reckless driving by speed. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> you only had to say the state. Yeah, it's Virginia. So, and then I was an out of town driver. So, you know, they the the guy before me was doing one hundred six and a seventy, and he got off with a license suspended, and and, and uh, a, a six months license suspended and a fine. He got off. I was like, all right, I'm straight, man. I, the the officer that pulled me over was like, hey, this he's a five. I mean, I was one. I was a great had a great driving record, and he told you know this is what happened and. Had judge asked that I have anything to say for myself, I told him the story, what happened, why I was doing it. It was an accident. I don't normally speed, but I was running late. He said, okay. He pretty much told me six months life suspension, one point, $275 fine, and 30 days in jail. Bam. 26 suspended. I'm sorry. 30 days in jail, 26 suspended. So I'm like, okay. And BJ had drove me down there. So I'm like, okay. I gotta go tell B that I ain't coming. <laughs> I'm not coming out right now. <laughs> I turned, I turned around to look, and three sheriff's deputies were lined up behind me. Now I'm like, why do I get three? So it was an older white guy. He bought yay tall. He started whistling to. He said, "Come in." And I bent down. He said, "I ain't gonna cuff you in the back. I'm gonna cuff you in the front, cause you look a little too big for my cuffs in the back. Just come on in the back. I'll talk to you back there." Okay. So I go back there. I call. He's like, you need to make a phone call. He said, you make many phone calls you want right now. I said, okay. I called my mother, told her to call my job. My job was like, locked up. Ow, why? They was like, so you're not going to come and do this, uh, do your services today? I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent, that was a Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, I got out Saturday morning. I get out Saturday morning, and this is a testament to the greatness that is the boss BJ. Like clockwork, I got out at 8 a.m. Saturday morning. When I walked out the doors, he was sitting right there on the hood of the car, waiting for me. I was like, all right. So I, I go home, and I'm forever grateful for it. I go home and call my job. They say, all right, we're going to have a meeting on Tuesday. I said, okay. So we had a meeting on Tuesday, and they kind of provoked me. They they were kind of pushing my buttons, you know, kept calling me a reckless guy. Or, you always getting into it with customers. I said, I'm not getting into it with anybody because I won't give them a free service. I said, we're in the business of getting paid. They want free things. And because I won't give it to them, which you told me not to, we have a problem. So, you know, I bucked back. You, you're not going to poke at me. So... Once the meeting was over, the district manager came in and he told me, he said, we'll see what's going to happen. He said, I want to keep you. But all you had to do was say, I'm sorry. That's all they wanted to hear was, I'm sorry. So that was a Tuesday. They waited until I think that weekend, it was a Friday or something like that, whatever the first was on, and pretty much told me that I was fired. 
Not because I got locked up, but because I didn't say I was sorry is why I got fired. Wow. So I, I was told to turn in my uniform. So I, I pulled a reverse Mickey James. I gave them everything back in a trash bag. And I did he came to my house. I lived on the third floor at the time. District manager came to my house and I went out on the balcony. I dropped the trash bag off, went back in the house and slid the door closed and locked it. Now, what's serendipitous about this, what makes this a great story and why I can smile while I say it? The district manager was forced into retirement. My supervisor at the time, who tried to pretty much after trying to overwork me for almost two years and underpaying me because uh, he wasn't paying me the bonus money that I was due, he wound up getting fired for sexual harassment. <laughs> Wife divorced him, uh, took half of his money. So, uh, yeah, I came out beautifully. I mean, I was sick for a minute, but I decided once they fired me, I said, I ain't going back to work for them. Okay, that's fine. So that's when I started growing this beautiful thing right here. And I've been growing it ever since. And I I can honestly say, knock on wood, I've been working consistently ever since I left. And every job gets better and better and better. And mommy never to, uh, you know, leave here unceremoniously. Who knows, man? <laughs> but I, I can say oh, this every job. Breakdown. <laughs> Every job that I've left has went downhill after I left. I've had jobs closed down because of the things that I was saying. Oh, they wanted to get rid of me. Okay. They closed down and out of business. And it's only one job that I wish would st was still around now because I damn sure go work part time there. And that's ESPN Zone. That's no doubt. I would go and work part-time there in a heartbeat. I would get my kids' jobs there because that that ranks with one of the greatest jobs that I've ever had. If the money was a little bit more, I wouldn't have never left. I'm with you on that. Trust me. I'm with you on that. So I would have followed you all over the country, sir. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, BJ and Bernard did. <laughs> <laughs> Took them straight out of uh, ESPN and dropped them over there to the daggone Swiss uh, and Germans at Ikea. <laughs> Open that world up to a, a whole nother piece of interesting life right there. And that was the Ikea in College Park, wasn't it? Yep. Open the yeah. team. You, you want to know something funny about that? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, um. Delonte. Uh, no, it was uh, Paul. 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 I hired Paul, too. And this is the funny part. And I didn't know that you were a part of that opening team. But I used to work at the Ritz down the street, down Route 1. That was one of the places that came to our job when they were closing. And they was hiring everybody from there. Yep. So a lot of people from Ritz went to Ikea. And I was supposed to go to Ikea too. But that was 2003. So I was like, yo, I'll go to Ikea because I'm right here. It's in College Park. The metro station's right there. It's perfect. They was offering more money. I was like, all right. So the, think about that now. We all would have been working together again. I understand why BJ didn't uh, tell you. He, I, I, he told me after he got the job because I was like, they won't hire me. For some reason, Ikea wouldn't hire me. Yeah, like I went to the zone and said, you, and BJ, you, uh, Junie, Coming to get you. I need y'all to be here on this day to fill out an application. And that was it. <laughs> it oh, was, man. It was, it, was, it, was, it was nothing else beyond that. And, and uh, BJ was like, yeah, but you know, my man, my man Paul, is he cool? Yeah. Set him up, too. <laughs> and that's how it went down. Damn, man. That's, to know that now. exactly how it went down. Damn it, we could have all worked together again. All you had to do was uh, blame, blame BJ, man. Blame but see, I knew I had already got another job by the time uh, y'all had got everything together because they this is uh, February, March 2003. 
Yeah. And I think BJ started that summer because by April I had already started at another job. That's when I started working for the furniture company. Yeah, so so they were they they were still building it at that point. They hadn't officially, we hadn't gotten on the ground yet uh, to be able to do the interviews and stuff in the trailers. Uh, and then after that, we literally put the building, well, put the uh, the departments and stuff together from um, you know everything that you would see when you walk in, with the exception of the frame uh and the the walls we put together yeah all that furniture it was fun man we had a blast we had a blast five dollar lunch <laughs> we was having some good meals too like man you know he was all in the department uh you know watching you know junie workers magic talking people into stuff and you know we, we had, people may have liked everything else at, at college park but when it came to uh the as is department we had some stuff there. We was hooking stuff up. We was mixing colors with stuff just because, you know, making, you know, custom custom uh, furniture. Like, man, you got any more of that, uh, you know, that uh, Birch Beach uh, mom set? We'll have one in about an hour. <laughs> we put that thing together. Man, people was going nuts, man. Price that thing. Good to go. Man. Good old days. Good old days back then. But, uh... I have one, uh, I guess, the, the craziest one that I had. This was many years ago uh, when, you know, I was in my smaller prime. Uh, I was working at a, a toy store, I guess. We'll just put it there. Uh, th that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and uh, I would, uh, I was at the, well, they, it was my day off, but they asked me to work. So I come in, you know, I was walking at the time, so everywhere. So, you know, I walked my way there. I was uh, about maybe uh, 15 minutes. You know, this is before cell phones and stuff like that. So there was no pay phones or anything. So I'm walking from the mall to go there. So, you know, probably talk about 45 minutes or so just to get there. But whatever, you know, I was a walker. I just did it. I didn't care. So I get there and then, you know, I start working and stuff. And then, you know, everybody starts whispering. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then they're like, uh, what are you doing here? What the heck you mean? And what am I doing here? Uh, you don't work today. I know that y'all asked me to come in so I could work. So uh, um, one of the managers, his name was uh, Woody. So I forgot what uh, we had came up with a nickname for him. At first, he was cool with it. You know, he was joking and stuff like that. Like, you know, some, I don't know, some some crazy. Uh, but then, you know, he came up to me like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, you know, man, I don't understand either. Y'all asked me to come here. And I said his, his nickname and stuff um, that we gave him that he was cool with. Joking around, smiling, high-fiving, giving dubs and stuff like that. Because I worked in um, uh, the, the pickup department as well. And, you know, I was like, yeah, but you're not supposed to be here. Like, y'all told me to come in today. Like, I know I'm not supposed to be here. It's my day off. But whatever. So... I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead back to work. You know, y'all got the bikes to start to build. There's nobody in the department. So obviously, common sense would say, if nobody is in the department, but I came to work in the department, somebody told me to be here. But whatever. So I start working at the next thing, you know, uh, Woody comes back in and is like, yeah, I need you to go up uh, to the office. All right. They're like, yeah, we letting you go. For what? Uh, coming in, you know, to help when I said I would help, but nobody remembers that I'm supposed to come in and help. It's like, no, uh, we're letting you go because, um, you know, Woody feels as though, you know, you were kind of harassing him a bit by, you know, calling him some name or something that uh, made him feel, you know, some kind of way. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I ain't calling man out his name or nothing. And then he said the nickname. I was like, but he's cool. It's me and another dude. So, you know, me and another dude, my man uh, uh, Q and Woody, he was all joking and stuff. He was all cool. Never once did Woody say, hey, man, that's a nickname in my childhood that really gave me some trauma. Never said anything about that. So he was cool. So I'm like, I don't understand. So I walked up to Woody. I'm like, what is going on, Woody? He's like, well, you know, that name just made me feel bad because that's what they used to call me um, in my childhood. And da -da. Uh, like, well, why did you say something? Well, you know, I just didn't think about it. 
fool, they fired me for that dumb reason. So like, well, yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. Like, whatever, man, whatever. So I left. Well, I guess subsequently, many years later, company went out of business. But <laughs> I'm not like the kiss of death with you, you know. No. Hey, when you when you, hey, when you overwork somebody and you treat people wrong, bad things happen. And I've worked for a lot of companies and I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into companies. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I, to see them, many companies, to see them promote people over me, bring people in and then say, well, I'm not qualified to take this position. You bring somebody in off the street to take the position. And then I have to train them to teach them what to do. The fuck? <laughs> I, I had my last job. I had that happen. I interviewed for a position. My former supervisor taught me so much along with the, the ops manager at the time. I stayed up under those dudes. And me and my former supervisor, we would get into it for about 30 minutes to an hour a day. And we would we would argue never about work. We would argue about how to properly cook something. And we would argue for an hour. And I mean, we argued about how to properly cook kale and what meat should you put in kale? We <laughs> argued. And then he would say to me, all right, come on, let's get this done so we can go to hell home. It's, it's going to be warm this afternoon. We get off. Let's go ahead and get off. All right, let's go. He taught me how to do stuff. So when he was unceremoniously let go, Everybody said, oh, dog, you the next in line. You, Everybody in the warehouse, you the next in line. You got to be the next in line. They'd be crazy not to hire you. I seen the competition I was up against. I got experience over them. I'm good. They brung in somebody that had no experience whatsoever in the automotive field. Hmm. So they sent her to me to train. I said, why am I training her and not doing the job myself? I said, I would like a transfer. Thank you very much. And I got myself up out of the picking department and went elsewhere. I, they was like, she was like, well, I don't want to let him go. He's my, I'm not your best pick. I'm not shit to you. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I, when I say bad things happen to bad people, she lost her whole entire team just by taking the job because everybody's like, you're not even qualified to do this. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't know what you're doing. We're out people quitting left and right, leaving the department. So, hey, I can honestly say that the company company's still in business because they got a CEO that's a, what they call him, a corporate raider. So he buys up little companies and absorbs them and makes even more money. So he, he knows how to stay in business. Uh, but this particular company, this particular building, when I, I went from they were number 23 out of 25 in the region the team that we had took them to number one and we stayed at number one for nearly a year we were in, in the top three for nearly a year mm. then when all of this happened everybody left and now they back down to like number 25 and they they're working with uh maybe eight nine permanent people that know what they're doing. Everybody else is either new or temp. So, and I say, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with it. They, they got to learn. You know, there's a certain way, you know, the old style way is still sometimes the best way. Uh, believing in, you know, you get what you, you get back what you put out. You know, if you treat people like crap, when you need them, they're not going to follow suit and help you. Just That's true. Be out there, and the sword's gonna fall on you because we're, we're not tied to you. But when you actually help people and take care of people and treat them with respect, and you know everybody is in the trenches together, oh, you'll fight all day for you, all exactly. day, all day. And you, you know, me and me and BJ had a conversation. This is about two weeks ago, and we were talking about how it used to be where you work for managers and, and supervisors that actually cared about you personally. You know, oh, well, Don's not, Don had a stomach virus on Tuesday. 
Don's gonna probably be out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Don, don't come to work Friday. Come back Monday. We got it. We we, we good. We know you're sick. We don't want to get everybody else sick. So just take the weekend. Make sure you get paid. You're fine. Now it's more along the lines. Yeah, I know you're sick. I and 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 this trying time that we're dealing with now inside of a pandemic. I know you got COVID, but can't you come in and work half a shift? Yeah. What? <laughs> I've had jobs tell me, yeah, I I, I know. Your uncle died, but can't you come in, you know, after the funeral? Wow. I've I've had that. Uh I mean, do I had I had a manager tell me one time my god sister had died, who was also my cousin. She had passed away. And I was like, I want to go be with my family. He came to me, he's like, okay, you can go. Before I walked out the door, he said, I don't think you really need to go because, you know, we've been made indoor for a night, but joy come in the morning. Like, you really don't need to go until tomorrow morning. But, you know, you want to go. Go ahead. You're just leaving everybody behind. And so everybody got to do all your work. I said, I do the most work in here. About time you let somebody else do some work. And I walked out the door. I just, I. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's a certain way to do things. And if you do it right. And you believe in, you know, karma. And like I said, you get you get in what you uh, you get out what you put in. You know, it's just it's just a certain way. You know, I understand it's always going to be dollars and cents at the end of the day. But you can't get the dollars and cents without the people to help bridge the gap. And That's if true. You, if you break the back of the people, then you're all downhill from there. Because how are you going to get you the dollars and cents? Without the people, exactly. Bringing it back home to uh, that wrestling thing, you know that is going to be an interesting opportunity for AEW because AEW, for the most part, was built and constructed and and promoted by the people, not by Tony Khan. He had his hand in it. But you weren't seeing Tony Khan as AEW is going to be the greatest thing ever. Da, da, da. You saw Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, to an extent, you know, eventually Hangman, Adam Page, Chris Jericho, out there talking about what they, the people, uh, wanted the company to be and how the people would be treated in the company. Not saying that WWE and Ring of Honors and all these other places. You know, as a whole, in general, treat their employees bad, but there's some opportunities there. Don't uh, forget Cody. With sit again. Don't okay. forget. Yeah. I apologize, uh, Cody. Um, but you know, there's there's some opportunity there because we just saw that uh, gap in empathy when it came down to here's your belongings in the trash bag. That's been happening for years. So this is the opportunity now for another push the button hard reset because the optics on the WWE is going to take a little bit to get over that hump and for uh, them to believe and, and see that. But this is that prime opportunity, if done right, for AEW to court people that uh, say, hey, if nothing else, we don't use trash bags. <laughs> if nothing else we just put it in the box and use uh, what, do, what do you call it stuff um, star, not the styrofoam the, the, the pack of peanuts yeah pack of peanuts you know the, the, the kryptonite for both uh, yeah. so we use pack of peanuts uh, so if we let you go is eventually they will have to do their own purge it's inevitable um, it's just you know it is still a business and those that aren't doing anything, I mean, you're going to have to let somebody go, but I think there'll be some packing peanuts in that box. I so, agree with that. I know we kind of went off on an interesting storyline tangent, but uh, feel free to uh, post uh, or, or, or comment on, um, you know, what was your worst unceremonious kicking to the curb, so to speak? Did you get your stuff in the trash bag? Or uh, did you at least get a thank you? Or did you get a get the F out? 
And we're not talking about, you know, WWE's Get the F Out campaign. So feel free to comment about that. Let us know. But I think uh, it is a rite of passage as you're growing up to just have that opportunity, hopefully, so you can learn how to pick yourself up by your quote-unquote bootstraps and hopefully know your self-worth and to be able to just walk off and, you know, go somewhere else. So like you did even, where they didn't respect the level of commitment and, and time that you put in and brought somebody else in. You know, it, it takes a, a big set to say, you know what, well, I'm out. And, you know, like, well, where are you going? We know you ain't got no other job. Yeah, I know. I don't. I'm out. Well, how are you going to make money? Doesn't matter. I'm out. That's not your problem. My resume is strong enough to know that I can go get a job somewhere and be good. I'm out. Absolutely true. And that's uh, the the forgotten rule of of um, business these days that people just get in and I, I couldn't do it. I, I don't understand, you know, truthfully how some people will go to work every day and, you know, make widgets, but they hate widgets. And your life, you know, is uh, I hate widgets, but I'm going to work to make widgets. Well, stop going to work to make widgets. Step out on faith sometimes. And then uh, you'd be surprised that you may actually land on solid ground. But if you never step out on faith, the disease of you hating making widgets could cause disease uh, in your life. And that's no way to live. So let's see that right there. You come here for the wrestling knowledge, <laughs> but go ahead and stay for the life knowledge. Yeah, that's what we do. So James, right. you're fine. <laughs> that, what you just said, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm still a Jay Z line. That's food for thought. Eat, let it stick to your ribs. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we go really, 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 really. I guess in this uh, infomercial show, bring it uh back in line because I was curious. So uh, to see what your thoughts were on, you know, which one of these is kind of the best angle right now. And, and you know, I was watching this week and was like, well, that interested me. That interested me. And that, that was quite a few interesting parts in it, because truth be told, and I'm just going to kind of meld uh, two segments together. Uh, AEW and WWE seems like they're in a, a building uh period for storylines there's nothing major happening but yet they're just adding little pieces to the puzzle to get to the next pay-per-view maybe hopefully some of the programs will be a little bit more longer term and they're, they're drawing it out towards something different um especially in the case of daniel bryan since now they're talking his smackdown career uh could be ended but then again don't we have the draft coming so if you're posing it that way, that means he's just going to end up on Raw, allegedly. But, you know, that's just forward thinking. So if we're in these building times, storylines are going to matter. So my question to you, sir, is which angle do you think, um, and don't say Kurtz, <laughs> is the, uh, <laughs> the best uh, angle that's happening right now? Is it uh, the beef between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, which will be culminating possibly again at uh, WrestleMania Backlash? Is it the Inner Circle versus Pinnacle with uh, two promo giants being Chris Jericho and MJF doing some serious foundation laying uh, this past week on Dynamite? Uh, is it over on the uh, impact side, rich homie Swan and Kenny Omega? So we got a little bit of crossover potential there. Uh, and then, you know, somebody has to win this match this time. So it could go one of two ways. Kenny Omega could be walking on dynamite with, uh, another championship. That's not of that brand, or he could lose the belt and rich Swan could be coming on dynamite. And there's a whole nother. Uh, superstar showing up from a different brand. 
Could it be uh, the way with Johnny Gargano and, and Indy Hartwell and and the rest uh, and Dexter Lumis? Or is it uh, this leaner, meaner opportunity known as Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley? And I guess you could kind of drop a little pellets of Asuka in there, potentially. Or could it be Roman Reigns, an aforementioned uh, Daniel Bryan, and his quest to become champion? Well, if you have another one, you can interject as well. Um, so, you know, what do you think is the, the best storyline right now? What, what's really getting you emotionally invested? To be quite honest, it's one that you didn't name that's got me the most emotionally invested because it's not taking place as much on TV, but it's taking place more along the lines of social media. And it's shaping up to be something epic if they, you know, if they play it right. And I'm talking, when I say they, I mean WWE. So I've been, I don't know if you've been keeping up with it, but on Instagram, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina have been going back and forth, back and forth. You know, big cousin versus little cousin. And, you know, that's bloodline there. And the whole, you know, I looked up to you and, uh, you know, Nia says to Tamina, I'm King Kong, bitch. And Tamina says, well, I'm fucking God, dot, 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 Zilla. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, I love this. I love how it's playing out on social media. But there are so many Nia haters on social media, so they're on Tamina's side, but I'm a fan of both women. And the thing is, I'm not sure if it's still true. Uh, you got to throw Natty in there, Nia and Natty not getting along, and then Shayna Baszler being the X Factor because she can kick everybody's ass. So I'm like, I'm really emotionally invested in that because, I mean, kayfabe aside, I know that they travel together. They are always together. That's family. They are always together. Just like uh, Naomi, Natty, Dana Brooke, all those all those ladies, they hang together when the camera's off. I know this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking on no Total Diva stuff. They they hang together all the time. Well, they be tweeting a lot. I mean, I tweeting uh, TikToking a lot with Lana. Yeah. And everybody doing and, little dances and stuff. Lana, too. They, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're always together. And to to know that they're building this up, and this could be something, this could be a, a, a great feud that's a tag team feud that turns into a singles feud. So you got levels to it that it could keep going. Long as both women stay healthy, uh, it's going to get out of hand, and Natty's going to get involved. Somehow, someway, Tamina and Natty are going to get the gold. And it's going to be a long reign. But Shayna and Nia are going to be a thorn in their side through that whole entire reign. And it's going to be so beautiful. That's what I'm emotionally invested in. Because okay. I see the inner workings of it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm constantly on Instagram. Even though I did take a hiatus uh, this week on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I took a small hiatus from social media for uh, reasons that I, I, I prefer not to discuss <laughs> right about now. Uh, but I'll tell you, and, and you know, once we finish. But um, it, 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 it's making me making me like feel like this is it. This is the time. This is when everything is going to come to a head that I've been waiting for for years in that women's division where you're, it's going to be so many great tag teams. You're going to have to create another belt. And I, I wouldn't care if it's a, a women's TV tag title, do something, give them another belt. But then from there, you got to build on it. But as far as the, the ones you've, uh, you named uh, Charlotte versus Rhea is, is great because it's going to be, I'm not going to say passing of the torch, but 
damn it, this is gonna be epic if this goes through. This I, I just the women's division is so powerful. And I know even without Becky, even without Rhonda, it is still gonna be great to watch. And it's still standing strong, but they have to get the TV time so you can really see what they can do. So give me Rhea, give me Charlotte, let me have that feud and let me get the full potential of that feud in the next four to six months, please. I'm with you on that. And then uh, I like what you were thinking with the uh, the, the Nia Tamina thing. Hopefully they aren't trying, well, they could be leveraging the imploding of uh, Nia and Shayna Baszler to allow Tamina and Maddie to get the championship because they kind of lay in that foundation of uh, a rift being put in uh, because of uh, Reginald uh, being a distraction or or um, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose being a distraction. So it'll be interesting, excuse me, to see how that'll play out. But then uh, I think also this is finally Nia has the opportunity to build depth of her character because she hasn't, in truth, had anybody other than, well, nobody uh, other than Tamina that could go toe-to-toe that Nia didn't have to encounter the third or second person in the match be in the ring post. So it's going to be nice to see matches between those two that don't require Nia, well, first going to move out the way and she's going to run into the post again. And that's how we transition into Nia uh, and her damage phase for the gamers out there. Um, you know, it'll act, it could actually be great storytelling, great booking. And I wish, you know, house shows and stuff like that were back to normal and they could have more opportunity to perfect this and maybe take it to SummerSlam and let SummerSlam be the the culmination of it, you know, before Roman comes a call and and starts to build the family. Because where the hell is Jimmy Uso? I could have swore he was free. Are they just waiting to figure out the right way to bring him in and who to be down? It would be great. Because if you think about it, just now, this is where you and James rub off on me because I thought about this and I thought about a lot of it today, how to flesh that out. You know, you get the Usos, both Usos. You got Roman, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you 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 have Natty and uh, Tamina as champions. Has Natty Natty has never been a heel, has she? Yeah, she's been a heel before. She so, has. I don't remember her ever being a heel. I mean, she's just such a nice and she's a just a nice been woman. A couple times. I can't imagine her being a heel. She she just a she just too fucking nice. That's, that's how the, the latex. <laughs> Uh, and her new outfits came about when she uh, became a heel with the little see-through slits and and stuff like that. Okay. That she was heel at that point. Okay. So, unfortunately, you know, you have uh, Tamina turn on Natty in favor of Nia. So the Samoan Slaughterhouse is back together again. And then they join the table. And then you get you know, the old guard, the head shrink is Rakishi. You know, you get all the whole, the family shows up. And then that's your stable right there. So that means you have Naomi, who's married into this stable. You see what I'm saying? So you got everybody. Man, ain't nobody stopping them. Then if everybody can hold gold. Oh, yeah. That's, ain't, ain't nobody stopping them. That's on parallel. Ain't, ain't nobody stopping them. But then, you know, with this whole crossing uh, borders thing, you know, different 
uh, talent from different associations coming in. You bring in the blood family in. Oh. And then, you know, you you everybody's holding gold. Now, outside of the Hart family, what's the other most successful family in wrestling history? The Anwar family. Let's put it up on the top where it's supposed to be. Put some respect on their name. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you get that matchup between the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Go ahead and say it. Versus the, 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 the he, he claims to be the tribal chief. No. The real tribal chief in The Rock. And that ain't even got a main event. I don't mean for a title. It's just The Rock comes back, kicks the shit out of Roman Reigns. And then it, it kind, of, kind of builds from there. Right. And then you just, you, you work this program. And then everybody's asking for another Stone Cold match. And then Stone Cold comes in and just gives everybody the stunners. Because, you know, who, who was The Rock's biggest rival? Stone Cold. So why not make him the one that kind of implodes the, 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 the state? Well, this could work for six months, a year. It could work over time. I mean, this is just off the top of my head, trying to bring stuff back together. And I know it was all over the place, but damn it, it could work. Well, Mania is in Texas. We've already seen that. I guess they pretty much said, without saying that, uh, Stone Cold will be the host. I hope so. That I mean, only other person you could get the host in Texas is Shawn Michaels. Or Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah, one or two. Well, I, I, I could agree with that. I would like but, to see it. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But again, if I get The Rock, I would like to have The Rock just for the new kids, for the younger generation um, that's coming up. I would like to have The Rock for maybe two years. Mm. Two years to get The Rock and full rock them. Without it being um, uh, a cutout on Peacock, was I, I guarantee you most of the stuff he was saying to people strudel and you know <laughs> and you know stuff like that, you know, <laughs> you got to cut it out because they cut everything else out. Unfortunately, in the people strudel. You know, I still use that right <laughs> with the whole. You know, the whole. Strudel. <laughs> right now, people, little kids will never know about Mark Henry being the father of a hand. That's true. They'll never see me young <laughs> because you will never have gone through a table because they probably cut that too. They took everything from us. I know, right? And I do mean everything. I just lost a piece of my daggone pen. Well, I guess, you know, it means that uh, we might have to transition to how people can look for us. Well, it's not hard. You got us right here on YouTube. You got us on Anchor FM, Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can search for us on StreamYard. Hell, try it anyway. Yep. If you can find us on StreamYard, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, cast box breaker tune in uh, pocket cast pocket cast owl tail pod tail all the tail you know we, we always got tail uh, hell you google us you find us cause uh, I can honestly say I think we're the only ones standing that says sideline junkies so Oh, yeah, if, you guess, if you get star on some other sideline junkies podcast, kiss of death. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I had nothing to do with that. I would. I would have So you saying the UK guys are gone? I believe so. I have. They have not posted. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't think they. I think they last post that they had was in November. And that was the last show that they did because they're on every platform that we're on. They're on Anchor. And I haven't seen anything. They do a great show. And I wanted to hook up because I think they did wrestling too. And I wanted to hook up. So you got 
sideline junkies versus sideline junkies. And we're, it's just like when I talk about all worlds collide, we're all worlds collide. collide right there. <laughs> Remember that? That was my pay per view. And I just I couldn't get it. Well, but who knows what may happen, my friend. But hopefully, you know, the other sideline junkies, the UK sideline junkies, everything's okay with those gents. Hopefully. And, uh, they're making it through whatever's happening COVID-wise over there. Across the pond, as they say. So, um, you know, uh, was that the O2 arena? Isn't that out there? Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, they'll be returning to a regular business out there at some point. And then, you know, football will uh, have some fans in the stands and everything else. And people can get to see uh, Messi and everybody else doing what they do. And then, oh, hell, since we're talking about football, let's do a couple Pele kicks from uh, AJ Styles. A <laughs> <laughs> little, well, little old-fashioned. Speaking of uh, football, we got a busy week coming up this week. We got the NFL draft, American football, NFL draft this this week. So, yeah, I I would love to be able to Thursday night, a little Facebook live, like we normally do every year. We always go live during the draft. Um, But this year, we need a little Baltimore, put a little hot sauce on them wings. And we need the People's Choice Don Rodriguez breaking down the draft from the perspective of his beloved Baltimore Ravens. Well, we'll see if we can make that happen. But, you know, I'm in South Carolina now. So uh, the, the the big talk is the newly married uh, Trevor Lawrence. Where is he going to go? Uh, you know, he's thinking uh, Houston, or at least the, the scuttlebutt of Houston. So he's, he's made a couple donations and stuff like that to uh, some uh, charities out there because rumor is that's where he's gone. But, mm-hmm. but uh, interesting. I know all those uh, Clemson fans down here are going to be interesting, invested in seeing where he may go. Yeah, if he goes to Houston, he'll be replacing uh, another Clemson quarterback that he replaced before <laughs> in one Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I noticed that talk has gotten quiet, but uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow on the Sunday Rise because uh, they're mighty quiet on that front. And I'm just going to say that, but uh, I ain't going to say too much more. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. You know our thing. We'll do overtime. We are out of here. Diversify your bonds. Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs>